Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. Back at it again. Here we are, coast to coast, with my man Sweeney. Sweeney, what up? How are we doing, B? Very excited about this one. Yeah, you see the flag in the background. So we're going head coach this time. We're going one of the best and brightest young head coaches in the country. Uh, an extended family member of mine played college ball with my older brother at Northwestern before he went to Minnesota. Uh, he's just done a phenomenal job. I'll let Kevin actually do the intro, and then we'll get it rolling. Yeah, and year one head coach at uh, the University of Minnesota doing a fantastic job and coming off a huge win this weekend over Rutgers. Uh, Minnesota head coach Ben Johnson, we're excited to have him on. Yeah, let's do it. Ben, what up, homie? How you guys doing, man? Good, man. How about yourself? You know, can't complain. We're, we're staying warm up here, and uh, we're not on pause, so we're happy. Yeah, no it's not doubt. easy to stay warm up there, I'll tell you that much. I'm a Chicago yeah. guy. I, I, I was up in Minneapolis – Two years ago now, which is crazy. Uh, two years ago, I could not believe how much colder it was, even in Chicago. I was like, man. You guys got that wind, though. It was pretty windy when I was in Minneapolis, man. One good thing is that we get a lot of sun. So at least yes, if it's going to be cold, at least it's not overcast. And, and we've got some good sun that we can we can maneuver with. I love it. I love it. So t- take us through, uh, obviously, the interview process. You weren't necessarily a likely candidate by most people's standards, but you were an alum. Take us through the interview all the way to now. Like, what has this whole process kind of been like for you and you're back home? Yeah, no, it's um, it's it's been a whirlwind, so to speak. Um, you know, it, uh, I had a good couple early conversations with with Mark Coyle, our AD, and um, you know the search committee that he that he put together um, early. And um, you know, my biggest thing was was just trying to find a way to get to campus, and was fortunate enough to. To do that and um and got to campus and got a, a chance to meet um our wonderful president um president gable and and got a chance to speak at length um just with you know my experience as as a kid growing up here my experiences as a student athlete uh, my experience as assistant coach and sharing them uh, with them my vision of of the program and um you know 
the, 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 both good and bad, you know, and, and what I thought um, it took to win here at a high level and to be able to sustain winning. Um, and, you know, fortunate, I'm, I'm very thankful that they they believed in in my vision. And, um, you know, ever since that day, it's just been trying to work every day to get a little bit better. You know, um, it, we, we've been able to, to assemble a team and a staff um, that I think, you know, are really well together, very cohesive. And, um, you know, that's been part of our success is that there's there's no ego. Um, everybody's in it for the right reasons. Um, you know, everybody's here kind of a, a chip on the shoulder, ready to work. And, um and come with a great attitude every day. So I think that's, you know, a big part of why we've been able to do what we've able to, been able to do uh, so far this year. And, again, we just hope to keep continuing to grow this each and every day. Right. I'll pass to Kevin. Yeah, obviously you guys had to do a lot of work in the spring and the summer to fill out the roster, you know, in the portal, and then obviously looking forward in 2022 with, with high school kids. But I think the thing that, that really jumps out to me is, like, the fit factor with all these guys. Like, they fit – what you guys are trying to do, they have a great kind of cohesion and, and a chemistry together. Um, what are the, what were the biggest things you guys were looking for in, in the portal in particular to find the guys that would fit who you are as a head, first time head coach? Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was interesting because, um, you know, we really assembled this whole team um, all but one guy, you know, and Eric, Eric came on um, late, you know, Isaiah, we knew he was going to be out. He had a, he had a knee injury early. And so, um, you know, Eric got on board. But other than that, it was pretty much, um, you know, built by, by myself and our staff from the ground up. And and we just knew if you're going to um, if you're going to have this many transfers, they've got to be like minded because it's real easy for guys to come in here and, and kind of have their own agenda that didn't maybe mix with uh, mine or my staffs or, or even the locker room. And so we tried to find guys that, you know, fit had the right personality um, that came here and wanted to, wanted to come here for, for the right reasons. And those are a lot of the questions that we asked, um, you know, with guys that, that we were serious about. And then you talk about style of play. We kind of knew, you know, the way we wanted to play both offensively and defensively. And you got to find guys that fit that. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to find guys, especially on the offensive end, um, that can fit what you do. And, and we were really selective with that. And, um, you know, we took our time and, we just felt like, you know, it, especially in year one, um, it was it was more uh, important for us to to get it right and get our locker room right um, and get the kids that we know would be competitive than try to, you know, win the press conference. Um, and I think um, it's kind of paying dividends right now where we're, we're able to do both. You know, we're able to to hit the ground running with, you know, kind of our culture piece and how we want this program to be built and the vision and the shape for everybody to see. And then also, um, you know, we got kids that are competitive that, that have done a good job of, um, you know, raising their game and elevating their game and, and attacking each and every day and getting better and, and winning some ball games for us. So, you know, very, very thankful for this crew and, and this team that we're able to coach every day, man. Yeah, I'll go back to the before you got this job, coaches. Obviously, uh, a lot of people didn't know. And obviously, I'm on the inside a little bit because I know you uh, and I know how much work you put in to prepare for this. But. A lot of people were surprised, I think probably Kevin included, of just how well you've done. Let's just be real, because most of the time you don't go from being uh, an assistant and a non-quote-unquote power five to being a head coach in that seat. What is it that you did that you feel like helped you to prepare for this moment so that you guys could have all those things you just said, the foundation, the identity? Because a lot of guys would have chased 
maybe what the buzz or the or what would have got the the splash, but you've really been rooted in what your vision was and who you knew you wanted to be and who you knew your program wanted to be. Yeah, I think um, you know, just trying to be as self-aware as possible. Um, you know, I'm a guy that I think I'm pretty pretty realistic with with who I am and and I know <clears throat> excuse me, um I know what what kind of works for me and what doesn't. And I think that's just through, you know, being in the business a long time and coaching a long time. Um, I think you kind of you kind of figure out, you know, the type of coach that you are and the type of of environment atmosphere that that, you know, you're going to want to build and mold. That's, you know, adhesive to to what who you are and what you want to do and how you want to play. And so um, I think it wasn't anything more than that, just having a gut instinct with guys. Um, but just knowing, you know, who I am and being honest with with myself and knowing that, um, you know, there is a certain type of kid or profile um, that I'm looking for, especially when it comes to just style of play and what we feel is important for our for our brand of basketball. Um, but I just I think it's it is it's, it's having that honest talk with yourself and not getting sidetracked. Um, I think we've all you know, we've all been there. And I think, you know, what helped prepare me for this was, you know, every head coach that I work for. I've been fortunate, man. Those guys all gave me a pretty big leash um, and I was able to grow and learn. And, you know, especially at my last spot, you know, Xavier was able to really offensively, um, you know, be prepared for this moment, you know, to, to work with Travis on uh, the offensive side of the ball and and running plays and, and, and implementing the offense and just having a big voice there. Um, I think really, really helped me for this for this spot and, and to be able to just know what I wanted. I think that's the hardest thing is, um, you know, when you get any job, so much is coming at you. You know, I just advise everybody, I don't care what level, you know, just to have a, a good understanding of what you want so that you don't get overwhelmed. And I think I was able to do that, you know, and I came into this job knowing, you know, what I thought would work here um, as far as this program philosophy. And and I knew my philosophy of how I wanted to run it. So I think th- th- those things really helped me. You know, you're 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 a Minnesota guy growing up. Obviously, you played at Minnesota to be able to provide that same experience to, uh, you know, transfers who are from the state of Minnesota. And then obviously high school kids, you have three signed in, in 2022. Uh, what does it mean to you to be able to you know keep in-state talent in Minnesota playing for the Gophers and thriving for the Gophers in many cases? Yeah, it's big. I mean, I think any uh, any coach. Um, you know, if you have uh, a good state talent or you have, um, you know, kids that you think, you know, fit what you want to do that are that are local, um, that's always going to be the priority. I think if you talk to, like I said, any any head coach at, at, at D1 or, you know, D2, D3 school, those kids are always priority because they're local. Uh, they're right there. Um, but, you know, we want to make sure that, that we have an environment and we're building a program um, where we can recruit anywhere because I think at this job, um, you know, yeah, we'd love to to sign the 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 right high school kids locally, but you're not always going to be able to do that for for different reasons, or maybe you just don't have the need, and you got to go outside of of your area, your state, your region. And so, um, you know, this is a job where we're going to try to really brand it, um, not only for local kids um, that that are good enough to come here, but but also nationally. And and I think that um, you know especially early uh, being able to have our faces and, and having a niche in different pockets will be important. Um, Cause you guys know, man, recruiting is hard. It is really hard. And anytime you can get any kid um, you put a lot of work into that. And so 
Um, you know, we've got to be uh, able to just branch out and, 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 and hit different pockets. But, you know, obviously, um, you know, having success here with the right kids that obviously, you know, that are good enough to, to help you win a Big Ten championship and, and, and make a run in the, in the NCAA tournament, um, you know, that's priority number one. Take, take us through this weekend and the win you guys had over over Rutgers. Obviously, you know, any Big Ten win is a, is a, is a huge deal. But, you know, given what you guys were dealing with, with with COVID and injuries and, you know, the uncertainty whether you guys were even going to be able to play at all, can you take us through the, the, you know, days and hours leading up to that game and then how you guys were able to put in a game plan and find a way to win despite all the adversity you guys dealt with only have seven guys available? Yeah, you know, it was um... – it's an interesting time, not just for us, but for for everybody. I know I have a lot of coaching friends, and there's a lot of guys that are dealing with, um, you know, roster management and dealing with guys, you know, getting coming in and out, um, and and also dealing with with just flu sickness or injury, and so you know you're always trying to balance and juggle. And I think um, these last you know year and a half, two years has taught uh, most people, you, you know, you can plan all you want, but you really, it's almost day to day. You know, we've had, um, you know, a couple of close calls, whether it's us or opponents, where literally the day of, you know, it was up in the air. And then there was no no different this past weekend. So, um, you know, we kind of knew uh, the night before we had a couple of guys that, were, that weren't feeling good. And, um, you know, we had just hoped that we were going to hit the number of seven. Um, that's the one thing about our guys is we we just want to play. And, and we're not too caught up in um, – you know, necessarily who we have available. Obviously, we'd like our full roster, but, you know, if, if stuff happens, um, you know, our guys still want to go out there and compete and play. So, you know, I got with those guys the morning of the game and just said, you know, here's here's kind of what it is. And and they were prepared for it. Um, and they just went out there and, and just were warriors, man. Um, you know, each guy brought something to the table. Um, and it was just kind of uh, a program win in terms of uh, being able to, to be – and play to our identity, which is, you know, the toughest dudes on the block, guys that don't make excuses, um, guys that, you know, next man up mentality, because that's what it takes, especially when you want to win big. Um, and I think they've really bought into that and they really believe that. And, and we've had guys that did some things this past week and that they, have, they haven't done all year. Um, but I think they just rose to the occasion and they were they were living in the moment. And, um, you know, really hats off goes to them because they were the ones out there performing and and making it happen. Yeah, I got kind of a two part question, coach. <clears throat> um, early on at a preseason video, you were talking to your team and it sounded like you were really emphasizing guys having a, a confidence on the offensive end. Right. Uh, knowing that they can make shots, you breeding it in them as a head coach. Um, and not and minimizing mistakes. It seems like that's a huge thing for you guys. I think you guys are 13 in Kim Palm on turnover percentage. Uh, and then just diving into some of your stats. I mean, uh, 16 on free throw defense attempted, uh, top 21 in three point percentage defense. You have offensive numbers and defensive numbers that are really high on, on the Ken Palm kind of analytical breakdown. Um, so talk a little bit about that and your identity as a head coach and how these guys have bought in to that, because obviously that goes into you winning this last game. Um, and then I'll save the other one for later. Go ahead and go with that one. Yeah, no, we know um, we know we're a team that we're not, you know, if the game's in the 80s, it's going to be it's going to be probably tough for us to win. Right. Um, we're a team that we've got to really value every single possession. We can't have wasted uh, wasted possessions. We can't have live ball turnovers. Um, you know, we're going to have to be able to, to, to kind of, you know, gut it out in the half court. 
you know, take good shots, um, share the ball. Um, again, we're not a team that's going to have, you know, four or five guys in double figures, but, you know, we're a team where multiple guys can, ha- can have the hot hand on any given night. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we just try to play that way, play unselfish, you know, make the right play because it's the right play. We talk about that a lot. Um, you know, Peyton, I'll give him credit. Uh, even this past weekend, I mean, he could have he could have tried to put the cape on when you're down, you know, three starters and you're leading score um, and you're playing with guys that that haven't gotten minutes or, or, or barely any minutes at all, you know, to try to put everything on your shoulders. And and he didn't do that. You know, he's not embodied what we talk about, whereas, you know, we're going to make the right play because it's the right play. and You're going to trust your teammates um, and kind of trust what we're doing. So the guys have, they have, they bought in. I think some of that helps when we had some, some early success, um, had some good wins, um, you know, at Mississippi state, won a, won a tournament in Nashville. And I think, you know, that just builds confidence. It builds confidence in each other. It builds confidence in our system. Um, and so, you know, I think, a lot of credit goes to to that early success, and then these guys have just kind of taken that that blueprint and and they've ran with it and they've done a great job of continually trying to get better. You know, each and every day um, they come to practice and and come to workouts ready to work and ready to get better, um, and, and they're eager to eager to learn and eager to win. Yeah, second part of that question was just you've obviously played in the Big Ten, uh, two different spots, Minnesota being one. Shout out to Kevin's alma mater, uh, Northwestern being another one where you play with. Uh, my brother, Jason, uh, I'm curious, how much did that factor in to you understanding what it takes to win in this league, your time as a player at two different stops, one where maybe um, maybe not as an opportunity to get as good of players maybe at Northwestern is a little different style you have to go about it and then going to Minnesota. How much did that play in the factor of how you know how to coach in this league? Oh, no, definitely. Um, you know, I think that was a huge advantage. I think, you know, um, it was kind of a perfect storm for me to get this job. And I know that there's, there's a lot of guys that are qualified to, to, to be the head coach here. Um, and there was a lot of things that I think played in my favor. And that was one of them, you know, understanding the league, um, you know, being an assistant coach in the league for, for six years at two different schools, um, playing in the league for five, you know, all that stuff helped me with my confidence early because I knew what I was getting into. Right. I knew, I knew what the Big Ten and the rigors were all about. I knew that the level of player and the type of player that you had to have to be successful. Um, you know, I understood the coaching. You know, I knew the style of play, which I think is important. I knew kind of what would work. I knew what we needed to do to maybe be different, um, to brand ourselves different, to present different so that we could give ourselves a chance. Because, you know, especially early week, you know, we can't just line up and go toe to toe with, you know, Michigan State and Purdue and Indiana and, and think that more times than not, we're going to come out on the on the winning end. You know, we got to be a little unique um, as we're building this thing. So I, I 100 percent know that 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 played a big role because, you know, I think confidence is everything. It's confidence as a player. It's confidence as a coach. It's you know, I don't care what line of work you're in. If, if you, you know, have self-doubt, it's going to be tough. And I think people feel that, you know, vice versa, if you're able to 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 be humble and still know how hard it is, but at the same time have confidence in what you're doing and confidence in your blueprint and, and confidence in, in how you go about it, then I think that only helps you as a, as a person in charge, as a leader, but I think it, it feeds off to everybody else. And that's what you want. You want a locker room full of people that um, kind of have that irrational confidence, that, that walk in the building and, and think that they're, you know, they're the baddest dude on the block. And um, that's what we just try to build here is guys that, 
that that have that that irrational confidence um, that you know you kind of you respect everybody, but you don't fear anybody. Take. You know, you you. I think one of the things that's very obvious is you had an amazing plan. Like when you got the job, you 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 things you you knew what you wanted to do, and you kind of explained that. But, um, what's one or maybe two things that you weren't necessarily prepared for or expecting that you you have learned uh, in your first what nine months as a Division One head coach? Yeah, I think uh, you know early I learned. Um, you know, and I have a great staff. Um, I learned that like that also is a process because those guys are like the players where they're still trying to figure out me, how I want to do things. You know, it could be simple as, you know, in my head, I could have how I want this drill and practice ran. Right. And and I'm thinking like, OK, it's going to go like boom, 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 boom. And we could talk about it and meet about it. But unless I'm really like detailed and I almost go on the court and show them they're going to have a different interpretation of what that drill might look like. And I could be in practice looking down, like what's going on down there, you know? Um, but I think all those early stages, you can't, you just can't take anything for granted. And um, you know, it, it teaches you that you're really the first year, you know, you're teaching everybody and they're, they're feeding off you. And if you don't teach them, then, you know, they're not going to know what to do. And so as a leader, you got to really be all hands on deck until you kind of get in that groove where, where guys understand where it's going. Guys understand your personality. Guys understand the flow of practice. Guys know how they, you know, the scouting report should be delivered. Um, guys know how, you know, individual workouts or just, you know, language and, and verbiage that you use in practice, um, keeping everything kind of universal. Um, all that stuff takes time. And so I think just, you know, early, um, you know, it's easy to, to overlook that stuff. And so I think that kind of that hit me right away was like, you know, you, you got to, you know, you're also coaching your, your players and your coaches and making sure everybody kind of fully understands and, and is on the same page. Cause obviously, you know, those guys spend a, a ton of time with, uh, with our players. And it's important that again, everybody's kind of on that same page. What's the part kind of in the same breath coach where you can say, we set out to do this. And so far we're doing that or so far we're ahead of where we thought, I didn't think we'd be this far this fast. Cause again, there's a lot of people outside. I just think like, uh, it's going to take a lot of time over there. But you've skipped some steps that people probably thought on the outside. What is it like on the inside as far as kind of your gauge and barometer? Yeah, I think the the biggest thing that we're proud of and that I'm proud of is um, you know, I think we've 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 taught and we've we've put together a formula of how we want our program to play and compete. And I think that that's about as important as you can get that. You know, kids coming here got to understand um, what this culture and atmosphere is about, what it looks like, what it feels like. And I think that starts with just, you know, your competitive spirit, how hard you got to play. I think that's something that's that's hard to uh, to flip or to circle back on. So we wanted to make sure from day one, you know, win or lose that that we're the hardest playing team night in and night out. And then I think the other piece is just getting better daily is that understanding that, you know, it is a process, um, but worrying about the little details every single day. I think sometimes, you know, um, you can get caught up on the end result and you forget the process that it takes to get there. And I think that's super important. I think our guys have done that. I think our guys haven't looked at our schedule or they haven't jumped ahead in their own minds where they literally, uh, it's day by day. And I think if you if you worry about, the day by day and you consume yourself the day by day, those little details don't get overlooked because the little things become the big things. And with where we're trying to go, not only this year, but you know, down the road with our program, 
it is about the details and it's about doing them consistently every single day, all the time. And when you do that, then I think you develop those habits that can make you become, you know, continually successful and not just kind of a, a drop in the bucket or, or a one hit wonder. Yeah. What's the, uh, what's the part about Minnesota? I mean, again, there's a, there's a lot of schools, a lot of places in the country, Minnesota from a basketball standpoint may not be as celebrated recently, What's the part about Minnesota basketball and your culture and the program or the school that you would want people to know that maybe they just haven't been exposed to yet? I think one of the big things is, you know, just so we have an unbelievable university, um, you know, being a, an alum, I can I can, you know, speak on it that uh, what we can provide educationally, um, you know, we're one of the few schools in the Power Five and even in the Big Ten that's located you know, in kind of an urban setting. We're not in the middle of nowhere. You know, you got a lot of things at your fingertips that can improve you as a student um, as well as an athlete. And I think that's important. And I think, um, you know, we kind of got best of the both worlds. And to be able to have the backing and support of, of my AD and president, um, alignment's important, as you guys know. And, Huge. you know, you really can't do special things if the people in place and in power aren't aligned and on the same page. And I think it's the people that make the place. And, and we can really say, you know, for the first time in a long time at Minnesota, um, I do. I think from top down, everybody that touches our program um, wants this to take off and wants this to be successful, wants to help the kids. And you're not fighting against your yourself. Um, and, and you're able to grow and you're able to build and you're able to have that support through good and through bad. So I think that's it. I think, you know, we're a, we're a tight knit community. Um, I think kids feel that when they come on their visit, um, they sense it. And, um, and I think that's what's going to make this place special and allow us to do what, what a lot of people probably don't think we can do. Right. Right. Great. Great answer. Kevin, I'll give you one more, and then we'll go funny question. I think I think we have to get to the funny question because I mean, we, all, we 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 prepped him for it in, in the run up. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's what we do with every every guest on the show. There's too much entertaining stuff that happens in the world of college basketball. Not to get not to get a good memory from a guy like Ben Johnson who's been all over the map in this game. So what do what do you got for us? So there's a, I mean there's a lot of um, there's a, there's so much you end up forgetting a lot, but I will say this is a, this is what was kind of a cool one and happened to me this year. Um, you know, my very first job was down in the border. Um, it used to be UTPA. Yeah. I think it's like UT Rio Grande now. Yeah. Um, but it was you know where I got my feet wet. Was there for two years. Um, and you know at that time it was independent, so you know we weren't in a league. And you're you're basically like a glorified Division Two kinda. So you're doing everything as an assistant coach, driving the bus. You know, designing the the, the gear, um, doing pregame meals, picking that up. You know, you're doing it all, and you're also recruiting kids where they don't have a lot of options. So either, um, you know, a kid out of high school that you know just wants to play Division One, and that's that's his dream, or a junior college kid that doesn't have anything else on the table. I mean, you're 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 picking it and you're figuring it out year to year. And so, um, you know, I was able to go down there in that first year. Um, we had a pretty good team, and, and we just developed kids that. Um, you know, I still talk to today. So we're at Michigan State this year. And, um, you know, I'm sitting there uh, after the game and we had just lost on a, on a last second shot. And so, you know, obviously you're down and you're walking to the locker room and I hear this, I hear this voice and it sounded really familiar. And uh, just heard Ben, 
And I'm like, you know, half looking up and half not, because obviously we're on the road. So I'm thinking, I don't know, there's, it's either, if they're yelling my name, it's going to be nothing positive. <laughs> so I like, I looked up and it was uh, my former point guard, Paul Stoll, who was, who played for me at, at Pan Am. Yep. And um and he was at the game and and I I brought him down and he came in the locker room and I think it's just it just shows that like man you know when you do it you know hopefully I try to do it for the right reasons um that that's the stuff that as a coach is rewarding and that that you find cool you know and that's the stuff where like I brought him in and I met you know he met my staff and some of my players and was able to brag about him and his career but. You know, to see him, um, you know, after all these years and we still stayed in touch, you know, off and on. But to, to see him and have him come to the game and it just brings back all those memories of 18, 19 years ago. You know, when you're in a gym with a dude and, um, you know, just just when it, when it was pure, you know, and um, just sharing the stories of the life at the low division one, um, you know, taking right. the 6 a.m. connecting flights and. You know, you're landing in, in Salt Lake City and you're you're driving a 15 passenger van to get to Utah <laughs> Valley State. You right. know, and you're you're eating at the buffets because that's what your budget allows. So you're going to like old country buffet on the road and oh, you know, at home for pregame, you're getting like the ham and cheese from uh you know the, the cafeteria. <laughs> uh you're doing the tape deck to deck. I mean, but all that stuff is is what made, you know, what made me. And um again, to be able to to be where I'm at now, but yet still have those guys reach out and, and still be in communication with me. And, and those guys still hit me on, you know, Instagram and text and all that. To me, that's, that's the cool part. So it was, it was kind of surreal to, uh, to experience that this year and see a guy that I coached, um, you know, 18 years ago, supporting me uh, in a big 10 game. My first year coaching was pretty, was pretty cool. Yeah. That's really awesome. Uh, I got one more to add to that though. Um, so obviously you got former players that you played with, and I know some of the guys, uh, and then you have um, former players that you play with that are coaching, but you have former players you play with that come to your games and that cheer for you. That's your teammates. What are those two things like? And I guess I'll ask about Tavares, especially because you play with Tavares at Northwestern. He's now leading his program at Loyola, Maryland to be in first place in the Patriot League. What is it like doing that part of the journey as well before you go? Yeah, no, that part's cool, man. Um, you know, you, you know, who would have thought in what well, was nineteen ninety nine that both of us would be able to to lead programs? You know, I don't even know if T was thinking about coaching, right? Um, but no, it, it's cool to to be able to you know bounce back ideas or bounce off ideas to to just discuss what it's like you know to be a head coach. There's things that come up that you know as an assistant now or as a head coach now looking back as an assistant like assistants can't answer the questions that you have as a head coach because you're just in a different space. Not that it's good or bad, it's just it's different. And so now to be able to have a guy that I can bounce ideas off that I know is going to give me, you know, the honest truth or, or a clear perspective, one that I respect and is going to make sense, you know, is helpful. And then, you know, to be able to see him, like you said, um, lead a team that's, that's going to win and, and had an NBA player last year and to watch, you know, no and develop and grow, um, you know, that is cool. And to be able to follow his journey, I think now that's that's the special part is, you know, I'm kind of living out, you know, my dream on my end of it. And now it's to be able to watch, you know, whether it's assistant coaches or guys that are head coaches that I'm close with, just different people in the profession, you know, whether it's you guys moving up and doing your thing in TV and radio and broadcasting. 
Um, I think that is, that is what it's about, you know, and, and, you know, hopefully when you're, we're all, you know, 15, 20 years older, there's a big pool of people that we can say, Hey man, you remember, you know, 20 years ago when we were just getting started and everybody's kind of moved up on the ladder and everybody's achieving their goals and dreams and, and getting to do what they want to do. Um, you know, life's short, man. So to be able to see that play out in real time for, for people that are good people that do it the right way is, is pretty cool. Yeah, no doubt. Well said. Well said. Well, we appreciate you joining us, man. We know you have plenty to do. It means a lot that you took the time. Uh, any last words you have, and then we'll let you roll. Good luck the rest of the way, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you guys having me on and, and obviously follow you and, and what you guys do on here. Um, it's big time. You know, I think anytime you can uh, talk talk basketball and spread the word and, and do it the right way like you guys do and, and handle it the right way like you guys do is always a good thing. So, man, just keep keep pushing. Enjoy, yeah. enjoy following and, and what you do and seeing where you can take it, man. Yeah, no doubt. And I do remember back in the day when you were at UTPA, I think I was at Collin College, Collin Community yeah. College. You were recruiting some guys and then I was at Paris and you moved and uh, it's been cool to see your journey and see what you're doing. So uh, salute to that. And you did come on last year when you were at Xavier. Yeah. We didn't have any idea that you were going to be the head coach of Minnesota in a year. I, I didn't either. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either. It's a beautiful thing, though, man. Keep up the great work, man. We're proud of you. Saluting for you and rooting for you, man. Sounds good. Appreciate it, fellas. Okay, Ben. Yeah, awesome stuff, man. High, high level dude, as you can see. Uh, as high a level dude as you can get. We'll let Kevin break it down as we always do, and then we'll roll. Yeah, I just, you know, I think it's very obvious when you, you know, listen to him talk that he had a, you know, an unbelievable plan and unbelievable vision. And, you know, whenever he was going to get the opportunity to be a head coach, he was going to seize on it. And, and he obviously has. And I think it's hard to find a more bought in team in the country. You know, I've watched Marquette this weekend. We talked about it on the show um, earlier this week about how you know, bought in Marquette looks under Shaka right now. I think it's this, the same, if not even more bought in with Minnesota. Like every, every single kid is in lockstep. And, and I think when you have a team that's almost entirely new pieces, you know, and they've come from literally every walk of college basketball. They have a non, they have non-division one transfers. They have junior college players. They have high major kids they have mid-major kids like they have this melting pot of guys and, and so to have have that mix and have everyone be you know you know rowing in the same direction that's that's all you could ever ask for as a first-time head coach i think it speaks to just how good of a job and how good of a leader ben johnson is and why he's going to have success at minnesota uh you know no matter what. And obviously in this year, they've exceeded expectation. I expect that to continue moving forward. And yep. you know, I'm certainly looking forward to watching the rise. Yeah. I love the part too of, uh, you know, this new age, new era of what college basketball head coaching looks like. doesn't look the same as it always looked before. And I think guys that are uh, young and sharp and have connection to players, but also have a detailed plan and have a humility, but have that kind of, uh, bold confidence is is what the next era of of head coaches looks like, and he's definitely that. And uh, he knows what it means to play in that league and to be at that place. So, yeah, super excited to have him. He's doing great things, and uh, yeah, we look forward to continue to follow. And you know where to find us. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for joining us, and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create.
your legacy.